Destination Devi, like I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name today. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay, huh? Treat this mic like an ATM. Let's make a trade today. <laughs> Motherfucking dollars. Oh, Fizzle, you're so great, man. That gets me every time. It never gets old. What is up, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see the new setup is now complete. The camera is here. Not only is the audio more crisp because I'm not talking into a fucking echo chamber, Adam. We got the sound paneling up, but now I look fresh in 4K. You can see me in all my fatness. Listen, man, you got 4K and 4D. Now it's all complete. Um, it's all complete. Love buddy. it. Like I can, I can see on the screen too when I got a boogie. Yeah, I can pick that thing out. You better make <laughs> right sure it's. Let's go. You know, it, it's for shitheads. Not we don't want to see that. Um, you know yeah, what the man. best part is? The What's best that? part about this is Tell right. Me. I can shake my desk, and the shit don't move except for the mic anymore. Right? The camera used to shake when I belly laugh. All the time. It looked like I was having a fucking earthquake in Iowa. Not anymore, son. <laughs> Not anymore. We got it fresh. Let's go. 4K it, McDonald's in the house. 
4K Magnetic 4D Dynasty Degenerates. We're back. Uh, second episode yeah. here on the South Harmon Dynasty Football Podcast. So excited, man. Uh, th- this is Mike and I were on the same page what we're going to talk about today, man. We're going to talk some some trade strategy. Right now, it, it's still a little stale in some of my leagues, but it feels like yeah, watching yeah. football is getting ready to really kick in the trade, the trade uh, envy and the trade season. So it's time to get back to it, man. We got to. We got to gear up, man. Season's just around the corner. I see somebody in the chat already posted. We're almost to like real fantasy point scoring season, right? Yeah. We're almost here. Let's go. Was that time? Almost here. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Adam, trade strategy, right? Some leagues are kind of stale, uh, especially our patron leagues, right? I saw somebody comment about it today in the Discord, too. You know, I'm in a bunch of shit leagues. Nothing's going on. How can we make that happen? How can we make that happen, Adam? For me personally, it's going to be me. Uh, I'm kind of going to buckle down here. We've been, I've been busy as shit, right? So uh, the initiator of the trade offers will be myself <laughs> over the next couple of weeks, right? Sometimes you just got to take it upon yourself to get that league active, right? Yep. And it only takes, uh, in my opinion, one small trade for people to get that trade envy, right? Some, for sure. Some, some turd for a third. Turd for a third. Let's go. Well, yeah, sometimes, you know, you have a a tight end selling spree in one of your leagues. Someone's selling for any, any pick and, um, gets people popping, you know, it gets the trade juices flowing. I I do like that. I, I'll be honest. I think one of the hard parts is right now, Mike, for me and, you know, shout out to Ray. He, he kind of told us about this maybe, what was it about two years ago now? Yeah. We were kind of like, ah. Like, I get you, but it's not really going to change my process. And it doesn't change my process a ton, but like I talked about last week, it, it's it's a lot harder for me to get deals done just because it feels like whether I'm trying to get an angle or not on a trade, people are a little more fear, fearful. It tends to be. So I've been a little more on the receiving, like see what happens in the trade, uh, like in my inboxes, but even those have been stale. So it's time to get back to, for me, it's time to get back to just the roots, sending out offers getting a bunch out there and just seeing what I can get to stick. The perfect time though is like, oh, we're going to start getting roster cut downs, right? So in some of right these now. deeper leagues, yeah, you're, you're going to go through and go, all right, this dude didn't make a fucking team, right? Like I actually have to look at this squad and uh, get rid of all the junk that's, you know, not on an active roster, right? Yeah. So yeah. lineup leagues with these uh, deep running backs, you know, some of these dudes you'll probably just hold and see if they make a practice squad, but uh, the rest of them, Boom. <laughs> these these shitty ass receivers, these tight ends that we were hoping for. Like you're gonna know real soon. Hopium. <laughs> yeah. All the hopium. So you can get that shit out and you get a better sense of like what your team actually is. We got, you know, quarterback starters being named all over the place, right? We thought a couple weeks ago when it was A Rich, we we're like, Oh yeah, look at this. And then, you know, the Trey Lance news came out. Pour one out for him for now. Uh hopefully he'll kill another quarterback here real soon. Like you know, it gets traded to Atlanta. Huh? Huh? Talk about trade strategy. Huh? Atlanta. Time to swoop it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, he, he's going to get dealt somewhere, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. But trade strategy. Adam, what do you like to do to kind of get it popping? I know I like to just send out some junk sometimes. Like, not junk like insulting uh, in a manager, but I'll send out, uh, you know, like minuscule moves that don't really do anything you know how i say like i don't trade within tiers otherwise you need a plus but to get like activity up in the league i probably will like a good a good one i just saw go down where you get the notification it pops up was like mike white for dorian thompson robinson 
<laughs> like just some shit like that. You know, Spe- the, speaking of which, we had a backup uh, QB trade today, right? Josh Dobbs got sent to Arizona. <laughs> right. right, now he's trending on sleeper. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> First and last time he's trending on sleeper ads, like, I would guarantee. A fifth or seventh swap. I mean, that's literally like the dynasty trade market, right? You just, you're trying to get a crusty one through to try to get the deals popping. Uh, for me, Mike, I think where I tend to get a lot of deals done is, and it gets harder with the more leagues you have, right? Um, when you, when you in, I'm at over 30 leagues on sleeper, you know, some MFL leagues, I'm at like 34 or five, I think leagues I have right now. So it's a little harder when I want to go through and take a look at teams and really like digest what everyone, their build looks like and what they want in trades. Cause doing that across 30 leagues is almost, it would be a, it would be a day job literally to do that, uh, across all of them. So I try to be selective in what I'm looking to do with my team and then also find uh, trade partners that would make sense and then and then send out offers that are reasonable. I think the one thing that you can mess up on um, is trying to shoot too high on your trades because ultimately all that's going to end up doing more often than not is either getting a terrible counter back, being like, yeah, that's a terrible trade you just sent me. Here's another terrible trade. Nothing real is going to get done, right? You, you want to make sure you're sending out reasonable enough offers to where even if it's not 100% in their favor or they, they're going to take that trade, it's close enough to where there's counter back and forth discussion and DM, something like that. So I think it's it's finding trade partners for me and then making reasonable enough deals and then getting feedback on them so you can hopefully actually get a deal done versus just bantering in, uh, in DMs and stuff. So when we were talking about A-Warp last night, right, and we kind of brought up – I mean, this isn't A-Warp specific, but the general idea, in my opinion, is – and it applies to this is, you know, you kind of touched on earlier about, uh, you know, we, we were warned, right? Like after you establish yourself or you know, this goes for people who aren't content creators, but if you've been in a league for a while and people have seen you win deal after deal, right? And just bend people over left and right. And like, you always come out smelling like roses at the end of it. People get really like nervous to trade with you. Like they think everything that you're going to do is, is going to go in their favor. Does this lend you personally, Adam, to kind of go more risky? Like some of the strategy we were talking about last night with uh, A-Warp and tight ends in lineup leagues. Like are you more opt to do that where it's like, oh, Adam's off his fucking rocker here. Like he's he must be drunk sending this one out. <laughs> like no sound person. Like are you more willing to get risky because it's so stale and it's so stagnant in these leagues or people are afraid of it? Not, I wouldn't say that necessarily. I, I think there's um... – for me, if I'm if I'm going after a, a quarterback that we've we've probably talked about this at length, but if I'm going after a high end quarterback, I'm very much willing to risk it, especially in super flex leagues, which is all I play in. You know, if I'm going to overpay and kind of look crazy, that's where I want it to be, and I don't mind. I think one thing too is um, I don't mind. I actually kind of prefer if in a league chat a trade gets accepted that I I really like the trade. Right, it goes through. And let's say market's a little a little different than that. It's still close, though. I don't really want to trade way outside of market. But if I do a trade like that, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, that's a terrible offer! What? Why did you? Why didn't you send me that?" I I like that stuff. Like I I like to hear that I got crushed in a trade right off the bat because I think that actually gives me a better chance to start getting more offers and people start you know hitting you up whether they're deals or not that you'll take. Um, again, the idea is stirring up activity and getting. The whole idea with trading for me is trying to now 
incorporate the warp tool, incorporate all the tools that we have into my current process, and ultimately try to make sure my roster construction is correct, whether that's in best ball or lineup, what the league settings are. So I think a lot of my trades are going to be based around that, but there's always going to be exceptions where, shoot, man, this is this is too much market. I got to take it, get a little out, a little outside of my roster construction, but know that if I can make more trades down the road, I can get back to roster construction and win this trade on market. So those are some of the things to think about too for me. I think I, in the past, like I've been very just league specific and I just kind of focus on it, right? And everything just kind of fell naturally into – you know, whether I was competing or whether I was rebuilding and, you know, I kind of end up in that like 33% all around, right? Like 33% of the teams are coming out of a rebuild, 33% are just starting or, or you know, the first year of a rebuild and 33% I'm, I'm balls deep. I'm, I'm ready to go. Like I'm trying to, trying to win that title at all costs. Adam, I think this is another thing I'm going to start incorporating about this time of year, almost every single year is the, uh, the more of the portfolio aspect. Or just as a whole. What do you I'm mean by at, that? Speak to that to other people. Well, I'm looking at like 38 leagues, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I got an extensive portfolio, not as big as some of these people. Definitely not as big as that guy we discovered while we were at the expo with, you know, a thousand leagues or whatever the fuck that was. Bordering <laughs> like, was 2K. Oh, my gosh. So not that big. But from from my portfolio standpoint, I'm going, you know, I really like Kenny Pickett. Okay. For example, I just I, okay. I raved glowingly about him on on Seth's show. And oh, you talking he, about player shares here? Yeah, here he is out tonight. He's he's chucking dimes again, and and Twitter's raving about him. And you know, like I got to look at my exposure and go like, I really like Kenny Pickett. How much actual exposure do I have in my portfolio? And if it's a player I really like, like I want to up that. You know, maybe it's only ten percent, Adam. Maybe I only got three shares laying around or four shares, and I'm going feel better if i got like closer to 20 right like if i could kind of up that and looking at it as a whole and then start to identify the leagues where i can actually go try to acquire more kenny pickett right yeah it, i like that i i, I use know, uh sleepier for that a lot too right right like you use sleepier for that you can use our, our partners dynasty daddy and kind of figure that out as well mm-hmm. kind of the same thing but like as a portfolio guy too, th- there's also going to be teams I'm going to look at who have Kenny Pickett, and I can just rule that league out, right? Like if I if I go and I go, I want to get my Kenny Pickett exposure up as a portfolio player, and I want to start getting active and making trades, and I look and I see Adams got Kenny Pickett on some best ball rosters, I'm going, come on, let's make a deal. Right, well, fucking pass. <laughs> I'm not going to go pull teeth, right? I'm going to try to identify the trade parts. Not that you're hard like ATM, to ATM, let's make a trade today. Come on, buddy. Right. But when we think so similarly, it's nah, like I know I exactly like what it's going to take for me to get them off you. Mm-hmm. I got to explore other things. So that that's just an example. Like I'll take any chance I can get to kind of hype up the fact that the only thing I got right last year, it seems, was Kenny Pickett. But we got that right. And I'd like to get more of him on my roster, but that's just one player. So kind of that portfolio aspect where, I'm going to look at it and go, man, I want some more exposure to, you know, player X or, or conversely, Adam, maybe you pull it up and you go, I got way too much fucking exposure to this guy. Like those bottom of the roster guys, I don't really give a shit because we just churn them, right? I got a fuck ton of Kenny and Wangu. Well, if he doesn't make the the 53 or doesn't have a realistic opportunity to get touches and they bring in like Leonard Fournette, well, I can just cut all Kenny yeah, and Wangu, right? I don't it, give right? a shit, right? Exactly. Like, but I mean like realistic players that hold value. Conversely, I would look at him and go, man, I got way too much Mac Jones, for example. I got 
damn, way too much Mac Jones. Let me see if I can't get off some of this Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think for, for me too, um, it, it's funny as you're talking through this, I'm kind of thinking about some things. I, I think one of the things that has uh, really worked well for me, and I think sometimes I'm looking at a team, right? And let's say I'm just going to use a, a hypothetical here. But let, let's say we're talking this is a best ball league. And I'm like, man, this team's really good, but I just need another quarterback. Um, like if I, if I could just get my third or fourth that I feel good about, like I'm cool. So in that scenario, I might be like, all right, man, I'm just going to go figure out what I have to do and maybe even overpay to get that done. Um, but there's a lot of times where let's say it's not that quarterback, right? There's like a, a few things that I want to address. Like I want to deepen my receiver room. I want to do this. I want to do that. Whatever that specific is, I think sometimes – what tends to happen is people will get tunnel vision on making that move. How, how do I get a couple receiver depth pieces? And maybe it's not that easy. Like in best ball, people are pretty hip at this point to like, yeah, you need a, a shit ton of receivers, Mike. So you're, you're kind of like trying to go down this, this path. And it's just, it's not a path that really currently has a lot of like fruitfulness, truthfully, to be had. And I think one of the things that I've, I've had a lot of success doing is going, you know, you don't even have to DM the manager, but you could take a look, look at some of the other trade offers they've sent to you, look at some of the deals they've made. What do they want to get done? What are they looking to have done? How can you find what that is and then blend in what you're trying to do to your team? And sometimes it'll fit what you're trying to do. Other times it'll be like, man, this was not the direction I wanted to go but I see here where this is going to be much more valuable for my team than what I initially wanted to do. So ultimately I think when you're doing a trade, understand this is the human element of you are trading with a single person on the other end. So you have to make that trade in the realm of that person. Otherwise, what are we doing? This isn't like Madden. You're not trading, you know, with the computer and you just got to figure out the the algorithm so that it'll take your trade. This is a, this is a human person on the other end. We gave you a couple ideas, right, on how to uh, strategize to get trades done. Adam, I want to touch on some of the negatives, like things to not do Uh (laughs) Uh in trades, like things to not do. Uh, Number one for me, linking any type of dynasty trade calculator, period. Keep trade cut. (laughs) Wasn't going to name names, but yeah, it was. (laughs) I was going to throw up dynasty trade calculator, you know, player profilers, dynasty dominator, keep trade cut, like... I don't want your fucking screenshot telling me how good of a trade this is for me. Like, I don't need it. Anybody who's got half a wit <laughs> playing Dynasty is going to go, eh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck. I, I think there's probably been, like, negative two trades that have ever gotten done, like, swayed because somebody linked a trade calculator. Like, see? See, it's in your favor. No one fucking cares. But see, but see, I love. I, I actually prefer when that happens. Because oh, I like, like it when it happens. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, I got you. I like when it happens to me. I'm just telling you, if you're the average person out there and you don't know how to take advantage of it, no, I got you. Don't be that guy who sends it over, right? Don't don't be that guy. But yeah, go ahead about the uh, why we like it well, when somebody the, sends that shit to me. Yeah, he's like, look at this man, keep trade cut. Oh, okay, yeah, we could play the keep trade cut game. You know, you kind of think this out loud. You build up a keep trade cut trade in your favor. That's. To me, I like to do something very similar. So, like, the it, the graph I'm going to screenshot back is going to look – I'm going to send a counter, and it's going to look very similar back. So, it's like I'm getting right, right, right. three pieces or for one or something in best ball, and it's saying he's getting, you know, a 1,000, whatever it is, 500 extra points. 
Yeah, I just didn't like how that one was structured. So here, how's this? And uh, I'd say nine times out of ten or more, it's ends up in just nothing happens. But every now and again, you you find someone that I'll call them slave to the calculator, right? Like they really believe in this calculator so much. You're like, okay, well, if this is your Bible, essentially, let's make it. Let's make it happen. Let's make a trade today. You know, um, just like the <laughs> shout out Fizzle, man. Shout out Fizzle. I've had a couple of those go through. Typically, n- nothing really comes of it. But I-, I will say this too. That's another thing, especially when you're not in thirty something leagues. I don't do as. Uh, it's harder to do it like I used to. Um, I still have some of the note pages active if I'm really trying to get something done, or there's a specific person that has a specific player. That's really the one chance I have. Jot that stuff down. That. This guy really believes in the dynasty trade calculator. It believes in, you know, dynasty dominator. Okay. When I go to make a trade, boom, I'm using this as the guide to make that calculator say this trade is in, in their favor. Yet I'm, this is what I want to get in pieces back. You can also get like shit off of uh, their sleeper username or, you know, I guess you could probably have an MFL team name too. Right. But yeah. like the logos that they use, Right, if they're a big like Eagles fan, you'd be like, mm, maybe you're more inclined to uh, buy Jalen Hurts off me, buddy. Like, maybe you really want to do that. So, those are some other like little things. The second thing I wanted to talk about, Adam, is uh, you get them people in your your inboxes, your DMs, telling you what you need for your team, like what you need to do, like like they're trying to help you get a championship team or help you with your rebuild, like. Oh, this is a great deal for you because of this, this, and this. And they write out a fucking paragraph. <laughs> like those people, I, I just always put a TLDR, man. <laughs> Too long, didn't read. <laughs> like, I don't, or uh, there's that. That, that, that was how a that. Um, that that was how a certain viral tweet tweet happened, right? Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, a certain one. But uh, there's there's one from like Jay Rich. I saw where it was like a screenshot. <laughs> it was just said like I ain't reading all of that. Uh, I'm either really happy for you or really sad either way or something like that. I like yeah. to send that one back. Right. Uh, but I don't need a fucking novel on why this trade's good for me, man. Just send a fucking offer. That's all you need to do. Send an offer. I either like it or I don't. Either it's counterworthy or, you know, sometimes the offer's so bad that I can't even think of a counter. Or the, the team is so bad. I'm like, I want absolutely nothing off of this. You have no draft picks. All your dudes are 35 years old pass <laughs> next I, I can't i don't know what to do with you buddy like i can't find anything that's gonna make this work that's not gonna insult the shit out of you so yeah but but don't be that that guy in the dms like telling people you know what they need to do with their team that also probably works negative two times typically yeah man um i think too mike it's like if you're trying to sell somebody like in the dms on the trade you're probably actually going to end up hurting your cause more than you're going to help it. Unless this is a really new dynasty manager. That's like, uh, you know, can be swayed because they don't really know what they want to do. More often than not, you're going to end up wasting your time in theirs and probably end up getting further from a trade because you know, you know what happens in these always, this is what happens in trades almost 99, 98% of the time. People value their players on their current team more than they value anyone else's in a trade. And what does that mean? They're going to just try to talk you into, well, you should take this. This guy's more valuable. If he doesn't believe that, or he or she doesn't believe that in a trade, what? 
you telling them that in a DM is going to all of a sudden make that the case? Like, what kind of pipeline dream is this? I mean, that's right. People people have totally different views on players and values. Like, to try to tell them in a DM, swindle them. I, I think it's kind of corny, and it also ends up being a waste of time. Yeah, it's a massive waste of time. Mighty Booch hit on my third here already in the chat, man. He's spoiling it. He's spoiling it. Thanks for tapping in, though, buddy. I also hate it when people badger me, asking me over and over to tell them exactly what I want for Player X without ever sending me an offer. I despise that, man. I despise it as a guy who just hops in the DM. Like, you get a notification on Sleeper, and you go, ooh, trade offer. Like, you get excited, and it's just somebody be like, window shopping. That's what I call it. You ain't fucking buying, man. You just come in and you're like, what do you want for this guy? Send me a fucking offer. I'll tell you whether or not it's good or not. Like, why are you asking me? Why do I got to do all the damn work? Why can't you do some of the work? You're the one who came to me. Why do I got to do People are nervous to trade with McNutt these days, man. They're like, I don't even know. I don't want to be... I I saw what happened to Stapa. I I have to ask before I send an offer, man. It's like they're walking on eggshells, man. That's harsh, buddy. That's harsh, buddy. <laughs> but, but probably true. But no, probably but true. I mean, but but you know what we want? We want you to send an offer. Send an That's offer, exactly and if if it's in the realm, like even if it's not, I'll probably counter. I do think, Mike, we can get on this a little later. Like I do think there are times where an offer, like a counter, isn't necessarily warranted. Um, but typically, if like you're making an, an attempt, even if I think it's a shitty offer. I'll counter back. We can we can discuss. Like I'm gonna let you know. Hey, you want this guy? Cool. What you just sent me? Not what I'm looking for. You're gonna need to add probably a first to that or a Bateman to that or whatever. You just send that over. Whether they like it or not, maybe they'll send a counter that's more reasonable. But I, the whole idea with the offer is for me. I'm trying to let they let you know, and then you conversely let them know what it's gonna take to get player X. We don't have to have a discussion on this. We can, like, there are going to be certain people that want to have that that dialogue. It annoys me, but a lot of times we can have this discussion pretty simply. Like, here, offer. Here, counter. Play this little game, you know? <laughs> we're, we're discussing it right now, you know? Let's do it. But if, if the discussion leads to something, I want to be able to hit the button and say accept. Right, like I don't want to have to just go back and forth and then waste a bunch of time. And no, you know what I hate the worst is when this happens and then you never actually get an offer. See that that's what to your point the window shopping. That's what ends up happening a lot of times. If you're a person that comes in and actually like genuinely wants to get a deal done, but you don't know what I'm wanting, if you're gonna send me like a couple messages or two, but then the offer start, it's almost a different story for me. I'd rather you just rip it right away, but. The worst is like people are going to send 10 messages, try to explain to you why that makes no sense for them to do what you just told them that you would need for player X. And then you don't even get an offer. Just, just, I don't need your DMS then just you go shop somewhere else. All right. The store is closed. Go away. The, the last big one I got before I get to some honorable mentions is the, uh, the whole sending stuff. That's like, and, and antithetical. How about that? That's a big word for me. Antithetical to what the person's actually trying to do, right, Adam? Like, most of us are savvy enough dynasty managers. You can look in your league and you go, "Man, this guy's rebuilding. He's got four firsts next year, right? He's got mm-hmm. nothing but youth on his team. Like, this guy's rebuilding. Why the fuck are you sending me an offer that includes you giving me Adam Thielen? <laughs> Why? What are Why? we doing? 
<laughs> There's no way in fuck I want this dude on my team. None. Yeah. None. But that, but that goes to the point I was making, Mike. Like, because that it still baffles me. I, I think sometimes we get so tunnel visioned on the on what we're trying to do or the player we're trying to offload. Like, have some common sense. I'm clearly in a rebuild or like a light, lightly coming out of it. I don't want your junky Adam Thielen on this build, right? Like that immediately for you is probably a non-starter there, correct? Yeah. Whatever they thought and conjured up in that offer got them nowhere. It's helped them do absolutely nothing. (laughs) They spent 10 minutes on a trade calculator plugging it in just to find out that I have no fucking interest in Adam Thielen on a rebuilder. Who knew? Who knew? Man, I'm kind of shocked, though, a guy like you, Mike, wouldn't be able to just take that feeling on and then flip him, you know, to somebody else because you're savvy enough to do that. I'm highly exposed to Adam Thielen and underdog best ball, if that says anything about me. But, uh, you know, Dynasty, not so much. <laughs> I, it says something about you. I'm not really sure I can say it on air, but, um, yeah, it does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who knew this was going to be the Adam Thielen show? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Only at 40 chess, boys and girls. Only at 40 chess. Adam, I got some uh, some honorable mentions, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like some some of these things that pop up, right? So mm-hmm. they're, they're more just pet peeves of mine. And you know the old theory where people say, uh, I never send my best offer first. I get that. But some of y'all are showing up to first dates, like missing clothes, Boogers no, hanging with no, out. With no credit card. No, no, no Drug, cash. No fucking money. Imagine, imagine, shit. and you're, you're ordering, you know, you're going ham too. Appetizers, dessert, bill comes, nothing on you. What? Like, I ain't asking that you got to get what? dressed up like you're going to a wedding, but, you know, come on, man. <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? Them. Yeah, your, your shirt's all ripped. Uh, hasn't been washed since the last time you worked out and just threw it in your gym bag three weeks ago. I'm not asking you to be in your Sunday's best, man, but come on. Like, you know, put some, some, put, these, put some khakis on even. You know? Some of these opening offers you get where they're like, well, I don't ever send my best offer first. No shit. This isn't even, I don't know where to start with this. You started so damn off. I have nothing to work with at all. Like, I can't come up with a counter to save my life because you're like, yeah, I want a seven first for Daniel Jones. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how do you talk that down in a negotiation? The, the way I talk it down, I go, decline, next. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. No thanks. So that's just a, a more of a pet peeve. I get the whole theory, right? You Whether or not you think it's it's accurate or not, I don't really believe in it. Like, Adam, generally, if I send you an offer, it's in the ballpark of, like, what I think we should do for definitely, a deal. Definitely what you think, for sure. I would agree. <laughs> definitely what I think. Come on. Come on. They ain't that bad, man. I've well, sent you some, too, where you just had some that's like, all right, just all right. an asshole. Well, I, I get some from Mike, and it's like, okay, he's here to make a trade today. Let's make a trade today. <laughs> and then, trade then I get today. some, and it's like, come on, man. You know, we don't have to go back and relive the whole uh, Matt Ryan um, pod from a couple years ago, but uh, that was a pre- great one because it was pretty awesome. Trey, it involved Trey Lance in that deal. He <laughs> did, you know, and even still, um, still Mike was defending Trey Lance. I think even right now, because I don't know if you see this on the uh, the screen, Cody's asking Dobbs or Lance in Dynasty. Wow. Yeah, I just ignore him anymore. <laughs> He's dead to me. That's fair. Go back to sleep. <laughs> He's probably sleeping somewhere. Appreciate you, Cody. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> – l- let me ask you this, too. 
because th- there's a couple things on my mind as far as like trading goes and yeah. best ways to actually get deals done. So I-, I think one of the things that in general we have right now in this day and age, right? 2023, everybody basically is attached to their phone. Like if you don't have your phone at any point, people panic, right? Yeah. Like they actually will panic. You, we have, we have instant gratification needs almost right now. now. They're not truly needs, but that's the way we feel and think about things. You want to right now, boom, first thing you wake up, let's get the dopamine rush from the phone. Let, let's scroll through TikTok. Let's do whatever. I think what that does a lot of times is it causes people when they start negotiating trades, right? They have a 30 minute window. I, I got to get a deal done right now. Well, a lot of times, one, people may not even be ready to respond <laughs> to you in that 30 right. minute window, right? But all that and then the DM discussions, all this stuff we're talking about, I think it leads to a lot of what I call like trade frustration to where people kind of like want to kick and scream and pout or what they'll end up doing is even worse is this is the, I want to get a deal done so bad right now. This is kind of the best one I can get. And you put something through that you're going to end up regretting kind of like Mike did with that Jamar Chase deal, right? The trade regret comes in like immediately after you're like, damn it. Why did I do that? I think sometimes the best thing to do in trade dialogue is take nuggets that you can go back to later and just accept that that's what's come out of this discussion or this back and forth. You're not going to get a deal done every time. I don't care how many leagues you're playing in, how much rapport or not you have with this person you're trying to get a deal done with. More often than not, you won't actually get a deal done. So I think the art is making sure you're inching your way to understanding which managers are wasting your time, which ones are not really making deals, which ones you should be sending offers to high volume, and what they like or don't like. What did you take away from the discussion or counters back and forth you had today so that you're in a better position next time you get to the table with them? Or, you know, a bunch of things are going to happen in season, which are going to move player values and injuries now you can go back with that information and in a better time make a trade that actually works for them yeah yeah i also see shane joe putting in the chat another good point in there targets a tier not a player target mm-hmm. a tier i mm-hmm. like that idea instead of just uh getting so player focused right you know, yeah maybe as long as they a- have as if if, if if one manager has multiple players in a tier absolutely a lot of times it, Shane, to be honest, there's times where I will see something like that. I'll send three offers. Ayuk, right. you, all the three receivers in this tier. Here, I'll let you pick. You can have you can have your poison pick. You know, you tell me which one you want. You can have any one of them. Man, that's a damn. I never really thought of that. But just sending out mass offers, even if it's not to the same manager, right? Even if it's just to a bunch of guys in the league, but you're basically sending the same deal all over the place, and you're comfortable with any of them. So sure. Let's say I wanted uh, what we were talking earlier. Like you wanted that third quarterback, needed that third quarterback for your superflex team, mm-hmm. especially best ball. Mm-hmm. I'd probably look and go like, I'm pretty good. Like I feel pretty good if I can get an Aaron Rodgers, Mac Jones, Derek Carr, Jordan Love, Geno Smith, Matt Stafford. Like all those dudes kind of in the same tier for me. So I'll send out the same thing. So let's say uh, I don't think any of those guys are worth a first, Adam, for example. But you know maybe it's a second plus. Uh, Aiden O'Connell's getting some hype, right? Maybe that's the thing to do it. Or maybe it's a, oh, a Sam Howell or something like that, right? Like one of those. Sure. And I want to up tier. 
So maybe I find every single manager in the league who's got one of those dudes, and I send the exact same deal. Yeah. And sure. I'm good with any of them getting accepted. Of course. It, absolutely, man. When we do when we when we do trade reviews, which by the way, it's been a or team reviews, sorry, not trade reviews. Uh it's been a while since we've done them, but that's I'm like, hey, these are the these are the quarterbacks, these are the teams. Fire them all out right now. Absolutely. Right. I think that's just mass send. But something that I don't do enough on my own. Mike, Mike, what happened? Hold on. When we when you got that deal done, now you found out you could have gotten a better one, but on the Savage semester, which we're doing right after this. Right. What'd you do? You started at one and you went down to six and you cut it off. What happened? Voila. A deal got, got done. Yeah. And then, you know, then you had the trade envy thing. I was going to take that deal. Yeah. Man, <laughs> don't act like you were, you, as you were pressing the button, it went away. Like, no, you were sitting there looking. You didn't know if you wanted to take it. That's why you did. Right. Shout out to Ike and Gene. That's Cap. That's Cap. There you go. That's exactly. Cap. That's cap. <laughs> But that's the point, right? Like that was yeah. that was the same idea. Now technically there was two two or three tiers in there, but the same idea. You started at the top yeah. and you went through yeah. tiers, right? To, and made offers to down. six people. Just work your way down. And it still fits whatever you need. And that's really important just to make sure that you, you got tiers that actually make sense to you, right? <laughs> like if you can look at it, you go, Well, well I wouldn't pay the same for this dude, then they probably don't need to be in the tier together, right? <laughs> right? They don't need to be in the same tier. Well, Mike, I mean, think about it this way too, though. Like, if you have your own rankings or your own tiers, a lot of times you will find, like, for us, we probably have Christian Kirk a tier ahead of what most people consensus-wise would have him. So realistically, he's going to be a target for me in a lot of leagues because because you know everybody else doesn't value him the same way you do. Exactly. I think that's one of the one of the big things in this type of approach, Shane, where you're going to try to target a tier evaluate a tier for yourself and are there players that you know either you want to get your exposure up you believe in whatever the case may be that you have in a tier that most people probably don't those are kind of the things that you can target and it, maybe it's a one maybe it's a tier down right maybe it's literally you're sending somebody in a tier that you have is the same but most people have is one down you pick up a plus mike and i do this all the time like that's i think there's a lot of little leverage things you can do with tiers and why Mike and I love talking about tiers because my tier and Mike's tier are probably pretty similar, but there's some, maybe some differences. And and when you talk about yeah. other people out there, gosh, man, you know how values change. Some people have people two, three tiers ahead of where we do. I think one more thing to think about too, for, for newer dynasty leagues, like fresh off a startup, uh, this is going to be the first year, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing to kind of keep in mind too, I've seen so many more and maybe it's just these shit leagues, but directions aren't really kind of being picked. Like they're, they're pretty muddled, right? Like there wasn't a lot of training in the startup or whatever. And people just kind of taking whatever value they can get and still feeling it out. And it feels stagnant, Adam, but one of the things you and I did uh, last year, which I thought was very interesting, and I think uh, maybe something we can implement more or kind of put a bug in people's ear about is uh, we did that C2C startup. Like, neither you or I really had any kind of ideas about trade value, um, you know, with the crossover with college players and NFL players, right? And I remember I specifically sent you a deal where I was going to just basically unload the NFL side and I was going to go to the college side and you hit me back with a, eh, I don't really know. Like I don't. And I said, well, if it makes you feel any better, we could do the exact same thing, but just flip the fucking deal. Flip the script. I'll play the, I'll play the beta if you want. Like, I'll switch it, you know? 
Hey, we'll flip roles here. <laughs> you take the top. Yep. <laughs> Go to the bottom. And we so, did that, right? I, I thought on it for a while. I wasn't really sure. And uh, the problem is, man, like for me in the college side, that's the one I, I initially wanted to go to. But I'm thinking, yeah, you know how with these college players, how, you know, I don't have to get it. Spencer Rattler, the guys that yeah. just DJU, DJU. completely oh, vanish off of, like, they're, you talk about cliffing. They cliff in college. Like, they go from. <laughs> they, train, they train Lancet before they ever get to the NFL. Right. And uh, that's that's a little different in C2Cs. But, yeah, um, I think that's a good point as well. Uh, with it, I think make if you make, the, the, fair, the more fair you make offers, though, typically, not even saying that it's not the deal that you want, but you structure it in a way that it seems like it's relatively fair. If, you, if you're reasonable in the offers you make, that tends to lend you much more opportunities to make deals than when you come just trying to break people off and – just send out all these offers and hope that one person hits accept. And I mean, I, I've seen people do it, but doing that and replicating that over and over feels like it's going to be a chore and you're probably going to get a bad rep in the process. We got a lot of tools available to us now, right? With Dynasty Daddy, the League Simulator, Warp, all these things too, where you can make these smart process bets. Uh, I'm not going to call them like plays, but bets, these process bets, like betting against other managers. Yeah. Where the trade is going to seem like, holy shit, like you might actually get made fun of in the lead chat for it. But the thought process that went behind it, like what you're actually trying to accomplish, you just sit back and go, okay, yeah, keep it, go, keep going. Like I don't need to defend myself because I know what I'm doing. Now, you're not always going to be right. We're never 100% right ever. But like some of these like targeting uh, middle of the road teams and like making a bet against their team the variance is going to hit them. They're going to mm-hmm. have maybe an injury or two. And all of a sudden, instead of pick seven, eight, you're looking at, you know, one Oh two, one Oh three, like making those kind of bets against people. I think if you're in a big portfolio or a decent sized portfolio, those are some of the process plays like you should be doing more and it'll probably lend you to get more deals done too. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, and, and this, this was a question and this is, you, you may put questions in here for this, pod and we may not touch them but this one actually was one i was looking at and i this is a perfect time to discuss it i i think matt matt's question really here is that um you know th- this he's in a league where overall the league by and large overvalues players and overvalues old players because those are typically the ones that are going to be smashing points per game right so then that's going to lend you to probably get a bunch of picks and now you're in year three and you're like kind of man i got all these picks i'm, try- I'm trying to win now too so how do you trade for that in production and season? I think one of the things here is what Mike just hit on. Use the tools at your disposal that we have, like Dynasty Daddy, the simulator, and, and use your own. Now that you're in year three, you're going to have your own intuition on how these managers manage their team, right? How, how these other people in your league kind of handle things. I, I'm looking to probably make bets right now to send them an older player, like New Hopkins. I mean, you can name a bunch of them, right? But Odell Beckham, whoever it is, start sending those. If you have some of those type players, I'd imagine you may not have that many if the league is older valued, but send some of those type players or players that you know they'll value currently, but make bets against the team, right? The whole idea is to basically make bets against teams that you think are not roster constructed, right? The manager doesn't have enough picks, doesn't have any uh, long-term vision, and that when shit hits the fan, 
you are going to be rewarded. Now, one of the things I play in leagues like this, you may have to hold this pick. You may have to be prepared to hold this pick until kingdom come. When I say that, I mean until the manager literally looks at the standings and now they've officially missed the playoffs. But at that point, those picks that you've accumulated for that old crusty, now you can make the move, which they have no choice but to try to want picks. That, that I think, is it's hard. It's, it's patience. But it's patience and it's strategy, I think, in these type leagues. But, man, if you do that on two or three occasions, Mike, and that's what I've done in one of the leagues, you, you can – your time, your window to actually, like, really extract the most value is small. But what you can get done in that window, it's like Black Friday on steroids, man. Like you, right. you, you can you can pick over what you want to do. So that 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 would be the way that I would kind of think about that. And I think that's a good one because every market's different. We can talk about trades all we want and this and that, but that's why understanding your league and your league mates is so key. Because if we talk about it in a generic lens, Mike, this league is very different from our generic talks. Right. Well, we we had this uh, a forty pod. A while ago now, a few months back, uh, where we were talking before the rookie draft, right, about rookie picks. And, you know, sometimes you get in those leagues where nobody values them. And we've even been in the uh, the OG shit league, Adam, that was yours, where where uh, nobody seemed to value picks and everybody thought they were going to compete year one. Hello. And what happened? Like, you got them all. Now, people came around, but even if they don't add them and you're forced to make all those picks, like 12 picks every single year, like, there's no way to miss on the class because you got the the first crack at everything right. all the time. You, you'll get the whole thing. And then also, you you got to remember, you can look at bust. Mike, let's use Trey Lance. Perfect time to talk about it. Trey Lance, right now, for mo- right. a lot of people are going to, man, Mike, you see, look at you. All this Trey Lance talk, look at him now. Okay. We're living in the, the current moment. But do you know what you've been able to trade him for? Just – for a four, while. four or five months ago that then go back a year ago go back two years ago there there's just because of what he was and where he was picked and the team he was with like you had nothing but time to move that asset before it craters to where it is today right i think we went back through like every class through 2018 when we did that one yeah something like that uh yeah mm-hmm. eight, uh, 18 or 19 yep Right, and there was there was all kinds of players in there where there was very few of those outright busts where you took them in the first round and all of a sudden they just go to nothing. Right, even the Jalen Regers of the world were worth a second the following year for most people. But say you played in a league that nobody gave a shit about the youth or the draft picks. All right, well, that's a miss, but think about everything else you hit on in that class if you were yeah. to draft almost the entirety of it. So that's always something to think about. I know it stinks because you kind of like, I feel like I'm ready. I want to push in right now. But if they're just going to keep handing over draft picks to you year after year at a cheap discount, you just keep gobbling them up because you're one of those teams that's always going to have the youth, always have the flexibility, you know, never be up against the age clock, and you just keep replenishing every single year. At some point, your team is just so damn good that nobody can do anything about right? Nobody's got a chance because they're having a hard time replenishing all those old guys, the new Hopkins who may only play one or two more years, and all of a sudden that's a giant hole that they got to fill. So think about that in the trade strategy. I know it stinks, but you just go, okay, I got to be patient here. Nobody really wants to value this like it should, so oh well. Yeah. Screw yeah. you guys. And 
I think one of the big things there is just remember you don't have to have the perfect roster construction, the perfect team to win it all in August, in September, even in October, right? Like allow that pick to also do nothing but gain value and gain steam, especially if you're betting on ones that have the chance to be early, right? You, th- that's how I think there's a lot of times where we, we talk about like sometimes the best trade you can make is the one you don't make. And it, <laughs> You, you're going to have to hold picks there longer than you want. But just think if you do that enough over and over, like you're going to get to the point where the value you have on your dynasty team, they, they eventually can't keep running from you. You know what I mean? It's eventually going to stack up to the point where it's just ridiculous. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about, since we're doing a trade talk show here, okay, we can't leave this without putting all the people back on game. Some of you already know this. Some of you already heard it. If this is your first time, congratulations. Uh, Don't kill us on YouTube like the last time. I think we made it on here when we were talking about it on the trade show. But Adam, the move we like to refer to in the community as the ATM. You need to pull an ATM in trade talks. What is it as the inventor, the originator, the the man who... uh, who coined this? <laughs> I don't know if you coined it yourself or somebody. I think I might have coined I it. I think Mike called it the ATM, but actually, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the the exact story <clears throat> into where, like, I put Mike onto it. So Mike and I <laughs> Skippy in the gym. <laughs> ass to mouth. That's exactly what it is. Ass to mouth. Um, it's the ATM. It's what you know when when Mike needs resuscitation like that's what you give him the ass to mouth um the atm <laughs> no nah, so mike, mike had it mike had it we, we used to do a lot more dming before we were basically talking you know at this point daily and sometimes we're doing three four shows a day we'll just do it on air now or off off air in between shows right we would dm all the time like what do you think about this is it light and i forget the specifics of the trade but i'm like you know what man like i'm looking he shows me the team all that i'm like man, I think I would do this, but I'll be honest. I don't think he sent the best offer. Like, I think he'll pay more. So don't kill the deal over it. Like, don't kill the deal over it, but we got to, I want to make sure I'm extracting what I think is more. So essentially they send you an offer, right? You get an offer in your inbox. We've all been there. You get this offer and it's like, man, this deal feels too good to pass up, but I really... Like, it's the first offer. And you know how what you said and what you've seen people in the chat say? They don't send their, their best offer the first time. You're like, I, I want to accept this, but I think I can get more. So what you would do is instead of hitting the accept button or the counter button, right? Because when you hit the counter button and you actually send that other deal through, all that really does is it declines the first trade. So instead of declining the first trade, you hit, you get out of that trade. You leave that trade alone. That trade is in your back pocket essentially now, right? right. And you go to create a new trade, put all the same pieces in the deal and either add another plus or restructure it the way you want the trade to go. Um, and then that, that, that offer comes through. Most times they're going to assume you send a counter and then what happens? Mike, in this scenario, I remember vividly <laughs> accepted, boom, done. You got what right. you wanted. A lot of times you'll, if they don't know, they don't realize that that other offer is still sitting there. They'll send you a counter now to your, ATM <laughs> trade, right? So now, now you're sitting there with two offers. If you're really feeling ballsy, you, you could get rid of the old one, do this whole thing again, steamroll <laughs> the it. Double, the double ATM? 
the, double the, the Maddie key boom double tap of the ATM, man. That's what we'll call that one, right? Um, but yeah, oh, it's it's uh, it's basically seeing if this is their best offer, but also if they just one of the things that uh, that we would I've experienced, Mike I know has too. You end up countering, right? And and let's say you ask for something that for them the emotions get in the way. Oh, come, no, nah, that's too much, man. You know what? I don't even want to make this deal anymore. They think about it, deals off the table. Right. That the, sucks. Yeah. So that's the whole whole idea behind the ATM, other than the ass to mouth. <laughs> other than the ass to mouth, yeah. I think I've probably gotten, geez, man, I can't even count. Maybe hundreds of these done this way. Right, and I know some people are like that's bush league tactics or whatever. I don't remember what the fuck they said last time, but bush league. This is gonna end up being you know something that is gonna ruin your trade rapport. All these things, Mike. How many times have you still gotten this to work? Even after, yeah, it's still all the time. It still works, probably. uh, And and we're out here in open, free content, talking about about this this thing, and it still gets done. Yeah, man. It's Sex Panther, man. 60% of the time, it works every time. 60% of the time, it works every time. Made I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Mike. That, that, uh, that smells like straight gasoline. <laughs> smells like Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> I think that's ass to mouth that I'm smelling. <laughs> that is ass to mouth. That's the ATM trade. Yeah, so, man. yeah, Adam, I think that's probably the best way to end this damn show and skip me through it all off the rails with that comment. I... And bravo to Skippy, though, because I walked right into that, right? You know, the ATM. Okay. <laughs> My bad. But, it. yeah, that, that little strategy, that's a, that's a good way to kind of just finesse a little bit more out. Because we all mm-hmm. get those deals where we're like, I should just smash accept this, right? And, and I get it. Some of them are so over the top, even me to this day. Like, I don't I don't try to fuck this up. Like, There's certain deals that you're like, listen, man, as much as I might want to play this. with this. Nah, I'm just going to take this one right here. I'm good. I ain't risking it. I ain't risking it at all, right? I ain't shaking or rocking the boat on this one. But, but there, think... there's those ones where, like, you and I still send them to you this day. I'm like, what do you think about this? And you're like, ah, it's pretty good. But can I, can I tell more. you one of the things I think that for me, um, when, when I'm going to exercise it, when I don't, I think one of the best ways that if you did this every time with every single offer, like, you're a lot, it's, the more you speed, the more often you're going to get a ticket, right? Right. You're more likely to get caught, right? You're doing it or, every day. Or it's just like they're going to start seeing the pattern. So one of the things I think that, to for me anyway, it's like if this is a player that's, let's call it, very um, you know polarizing or currently screeching value jump, right? Dalton Kincaid types. The, the one that people are just, they're so enamored with, you know, the reason they're Kyle Pitts last year, like these right. type of crazy high valued assets are quarterbacks and super flex. Those type things are where I'm like, this is a good offer. I'm going to take it, but I know what you're doing. I know exactly what you're coming for. And I know you're willing to pay more because of the asset you're trying to go. If someone's coming to save me from my Trey Lance right now. Right. And they gave me a, like a second or something. And I've been typically I'd say no, but Maybe if you have a bunch of exposure, you might actually take that. And you know with Trey Lance, you're not going to be able to currently bend them over on a Trey Lance value, right? Right. You're not going to say an ATM, I'm going to get more for it. So I think the idea too with that is to exercise it when it's a a player or an asset that's highly coveted and you know you can extract more out of the deal. 
thousand percent right. Like you know those hot commodities, which is also weird too because I got some like trade interest in all my Aiden O'Connell lately, and I have no idea what to really ask for him. And I'm the guy out here grading all these trades Aiden all the time, right? And I'm going, ah, uh, I don't want to sell you didn't him ask for Eric. Yeah, I don't want to sell him for that. Eric will kick my ass. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I like Jay too. Jay just doesn't even really watch the the YouTube. He just comes in for the chat <laughs> to the audio. He's That's flexing, man. Yeah. I love Jay. Yeah, we going to get Jay at the expo next year, man. Make it happen. Jay, you better hop in the last Savage semester, by the way, too. For sure. It's the last one of the year. We'll graduate. We'll have a graduation party. But uh, that's all yeah. I got, Adam. You yeah, know, think, do the thing and uh, get us out of here. Yeah, I think this I think this is good. It was, uh, we got Mike's new cam, as Jay's saying. Um, we got we got for the first time ever on Forty Chest dueling, dueling this, the the shit the dueling shit neons. Uh, neon lights. Right, they're right there. It. They're almost they're almost touching each other. It's kind of incredible. <laughs> it's like it's like oh we're in unison God. on this. Ohio to Iowa. It's the. Uh, Ass to mouth. I, I, we got to get out of here. This is a. Uh, yes. This is exactly what happens on the 4D chess as long as we keep going. But yeah, the trade the trade discussion was pretty awesome. Um, I, I want to do a little more of that before we just get out of this. Uh, I don't know if we have to do it the next episode, but I want to discuss a little further. Yeah. Um, some yeah. more of the trade strategies and stuff. But um, thought this was a good one. And uh, and just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 4D chess. That'll do it. We're out of here. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace.